Hi, I'm Jim Fries, and this is The Conversation, a podcast airing viewpoints on the impact of artificial intelligence on business and society. The Conversation is presented by Interactions, a conversational AI company that builds intelligent virtual assistants capable of human-level communication and understanding. Today, I'm excited to discuss how AI is and should be taught in schools for students K through 12. I'm joined by Professor Dave Turetsky, a research professor in the computer science department at Carnegie Mellon. Dave, welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Jim. Among other topics like cognitive robotics and computational neuroscience, Dave has done extensive research on computer science education. One of the projects he's currently focused on is the AI for K through 12 initiative. He's working to define guidelines for what students starting in kindergarten all the way through 12th grade should know about AI. And he's also working to develop resources for instructors and developers that are focused on a K through 12 audience. Dave, before we kind of dive into that project specifically, could you start off by just telling us a little bit about your background and in particular, what led to your interest in computer science education? Sure. Uh, so I've been programming computers since I was 12, which was a, a long time ago now. Uh, <laughs> I got my undergraduate degree in computer science at Rutgers and did a PhD in computer science at Carnegie Mellon, uh, where I've been on the faculty for um, more than 30 years. And so my whole life um, has been focused on questions of intelligence and computer science and what it, what it means to be intelligent and how we can create intelligent artifacts. Part, part of that involves being able to explain these ideas to people. And so my my interest in computer science education came from a, an interest in how we can get people who are not um, professional computer scientists to think about things like computation and about intelligence, and because it's becoming such a part of our culture that um, it's really important, I think, that people learn how to think about these things. I, I couldn't agree more. So. Um, what inspired specifically the launch of the AI for K through 12 initiative uh, back in 2018? I mean, I, I suspect that some people would be surprised by the notion that you'd want to introduce the concept of, of AI starting, uh, you know, with kindergartners. So, you know, what were the specific problems that you and your colleagues identified that needed to be addressed? So I'd been developing uh, an AI programming framework called Calypso that lets uh, kids as young as eight program intelligent robots with real artificial intelligence. And uh, I started to wonder, well, how would this fit into a curriculum? And so I looked at the uh, Computer Science Teachers Association's national guidelines for teaching computing. So this is, this is the standard uh, for computing education in the United States. And this is what educators look, look to uh, to find out what should we be teaching kids about computing. And in these CSTA standards, there were two sentences about AI, and both of those were targeted at the 11th and 12th grade band. There was nothing about AI anywhere else. And I thought, this, this just isn't right. This can't be where we want to be. And so I approached uh, both CSTA, the Computer Science Teachers Association, and AAAI, the Association for the Advancement of Artificial Intelligence, and said, we, we need to do something about this. We, we need to figure out what kids should know about AI and, and how we're going to teach it to them. And they agreed. Uh, and so that led to this creation of this, this joint project uh, called the AI for K-12 initiative. So as a part of this initiative, uh, I believe there are 
are, are five key concepts that you that you kind of developed in the guidelines that you think uh, every child should know about AI. Could you talk a little bit about those those five concepts? Sure. So when we started on this project, we decided to model our work after what CSTA had done on the computing standards. Um, we have a committee of uh, steering committee, including Christina Gardner McCune from the University of Florida. She's the the co-chair. Fred Martin, who at the time was the chair of CSTA, um, he's since stepped down. Um, and we had have uh, Deborah Seahorn, who led the uh, standards effort for CSTA. And so we, we wanted to model our work after what they had done on the computing standards. And and what what they did, they have a framework with what they call the five big ideas in computing. And so we decided that to get started, we would come up with the five big ideas in AI. And I can just go through them very briefly. Uh, the first big idea uh, is perception, that computers perceive the world using sensors. The second is representation and reasoning. Agents maintain representations of the world and use them for reasoning. The third big idea is learning, that computers can learn from data. The fourth big idea is natural interaction. This is a very broad one. It says that intelligent agents require many kinds of knowledge to interact naturally with humans. When I give talks on this, I often say that uh, humans are the hardest thing for computers to understand Hmm. because we're so we're so weird. (laughs) We're so we're so wonderful. It's the hardest thing for other humans to understand, too. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And then the fifth big idea is societal impact, that AI can impact society in both positive and negative ways. Um, and this is meant to encompass things like the economic impacts of AI technology and also uh, social and ethical issues that are raised by AI technology. So those are the five big ideas. And what we're working to do now is to put together detailed guidelines um, by grade band explaining what students should know about each of these five big ideas and what they should be able to do with these ideas. So uh, when it comes to teaching kids about AI, it strikes me that many teachers probably aren't that familiar with the technology. Can you talk a little bit about what it takes to equip educators to teach AI to to their students and what tools are currently available to help them? Yeah, it's an interesting problem um, because unlike with computing, where everyone's everyone's familiar with computers. So when you when you take a K twelve teacher and you ask them to teach a computing course, you don't have to explain to them what a hard drive is. They they they're all familiar with computers, but they're not familiar with AI. And so very often the first question we get from K twelve teachers is, "How do you even define what AI is? What what is AI?" Um, And then the five big ideas, uh, they're not familiar with any of those either. So uh, we tell them that uh, AI is a branch of computer science. It's um, the area of computer science that's concerned with getting computers to do things that when people do them are considered evidence of intelligence. As to what they need uh, in order to teach AI, well, professional development is a huge issue. Um, We're going to need a lot of resources um, and it's going to take time to get teachers up to speed uh, with teaching AI. Uh, the good news is that it's not necessarily expensive uh, because we're surrounded by examples of AI in our everyday lives. So anybody who has a phone, um, you can talk to your phone. That's speech recognition. Um, you can uh, use Amazon uh, for shopping 
Um, and that's doing machine learning to figure out what kinds of things you like and what kinds of products might interest you. Uh, you can use Snapchat filters uh, to uh, make your face look um, like a cat. And that's doing uh, machine vision and face recognition. So there are, um, there are a lot of places just in our everyday lives where people can point to AI technology and show students that um, they're already living with this. Intelligent assistants like Alexa or Siri are another good example. And we're really interested in finding resources that will run in the browser so that um, you don't even have to install them. You just point your browser at a web page um, and you can use these resources to introduce kids to AI. And there are a lot of good resources like that. Uh, for example, Google's Teachable Machine is a fantastic example. Um, or for older kids, uh, Google's TensorFlow Playground is another good example. But there are now, there are now many people developing educational resources for AI. So it, it won't necessarily be very expensive to introduce AI education, but it, it is going to take a lot of uh, teacher professional development to get people confident with these concepts. Yeah, I, I would think so. Something else that's particularly interesting, uh, uh, I think, is how do you envision educators introducing a technical concept like AI to really young students like kindergartners? Well, First of all, um, when, when people ask us, you know, why would you even try to teach a kindergartner about AI? Um, our, our response is kindergartners have been spent the last two years talking to Alexa before they show up in kindergarten. <laughs> so these kids are already quite familiar with AI, um, but they don't understand what's going on inside the box. So um, we, want, we want kids, even from a young age, to have some understanding of what's going on to, to not regard it as magic. And um, in, in the younger grades, uh, K-6 say, there's not room in the curriculum for an AI elective. So it's, it's unlikely um, that there will be an AI course that you would take um, in your very early years in primary school. But what you can do is include AI concepts in your other classes, in your science class, in your math class, even in your social studies class. Uh, or language classes. So, so there's interesting things about AI and language that could be introduced even to very young kids. Interesting. I, you know, one of the things you touched on earlier that um, I think is we've talked about in a number of episodes of, of the conversation, which is ethics as it relates to AI. And I know you've talked uh, uh, earlier about the importance of teaching you know, ethical design and ethical use of technology. I know that's a part of the guidelines. Uh, how, how do you rec recommend introducing those concepts? There's a very nice curriculum uh, created by Blakely Payne at MIT uh, that's used for AI and ethics education in middle school. Um, so that's an example. Uh, what, what, one of the things you try to do uh, with teaching ethics at, to young kids is to get them to think about the different communities that can be affected by technology and they may have uh, different interests, they may have competing interests. So when you introduce something like a self-driving car, you can ask questions like who will benefit and who, who, may, who may be harmed. Um, so for example, people um, who can't currently drive may benefit from a self-driving car, uh, but people who make their living from driving uh, may be harmed by that technology. So that's one of the things we want, we want to teach kids uh, is just to think about uh, what are the different uh, possible consequences of a technology that if you, if you focus on just one 
segment of society, you may miss uh, important outcomes for for other groups in that society. I, I think it's fantastic that uh, that that ethics are being introduced early into the process. One quite final question I have for you. How have your efforts been received so far and kind of where do you think you are in terms of the continuum of creating awareness of these guidelines to, you know, getting to ultimately broad acceptance? Where are we in, in, in that? There's tremendous interest in AI education right now, not just in the U.S., but all across the globe. Um, China um, has mandated that all Chinese K-12 students will receive instruction in AI um, and they're they're doing their thing. They're trying to develop curricula, develop their own their own guidelines. Um, we uh, we have colleagues in China who we speak with. They're aware of our work. Uh, Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin said uh, back in uh, in 2018 that uh, who leads in AI will rule the world. Um, so the Russians have also acknowledged the importance of this. Uh, our five big ideas have been widely adopted by curriculum developers. Um, we have a poster um, that explains the five big ideas, and that's been translated into multiple languages, in, including uh, Chinese, Korean, uh, Turkish, and Hebrew. Uh, and so uh, I, I don't think anybody's questioning the need to educate our, our younger generation about AI. Um, the question is, what's the best way to do it? And what are the concepts that really kids need to understand? And how do we make these concepts understandable to, to children? Because that hasn't been a focus in the, in the past. AI has been a graduate level computer science concept and then it made its way into the undergraduate curriculum. But it's only in the last couple of years that people started thinking about how you would teach AI concepts to, to children in, in uh, middle school and high school. And it's still, it's still a stretch for most people to think about teaching AI in, in kindergarten, but those those kindergartners are really eager to talk to Alexa um, and you know to interact with some of these AI tools, and so we we ought to be uh, we ought to be meeting their desires. I couldn't agree more. This is just uh, Dave. This has been another uh, fantastic topic that's manifesting how AI is transforming our society. We very much appreciate you being a, a guest on the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one last thing, I'd like to uh, point people to our website. It's ai4k12.org. You can find papers about our work. You can find the five big ideas, uh, including the posters that I mentioned. And we have a resource directory where people can find all of these educational resources, links to things like Teachable Machine and TensorFlow Playground, and many other tools that people have been developing. So I encourage people to visit ai4k12.org. Thank you very much. I appreciate you sharing that. Thanks again, Dave. This episode of the Conversation Podcast was recorded remotely and produced by Interactions, a Boston-based conversational AI company. That's a wrap for this episode of the Conversation. I'm your host, Jim Freeze, signing off, and we'll see you next time.